0: Welcome to the Raising Christian Kids podcast. Your host, Leanne Mancini, is extremely passionate about helping children to have a strong foundation in Jesus. You will be equipped with methods and techniques to help solidify a relationship
1: between your child and Jesus. So let's dig deep and raise strong Christian kids. Welcome to Raising Christian Kids podcast. I am so happy to have Lori Christine today on the show. Lori Christine is an author, podcast host, wife, and mom of four wild, loud, adventurous boys. I'm sure some of you out there can relate to her. Her podcast, Redeeming the Chaos, invites moms of boys to join in her wild, wonderful, chaotic adventure of raising courageous boys and connecting them with Christ. In addition to hosting a podcast podcast, Lori writes devotional Bible stories for families. And as a mom of four young boys, she understands how important it is for parents to connect with their children while communicating the truth of God's word to them in a way they can understand. With degrees in creative writing, biblical studies, and education, Lori has more than 12 years of experience in teaching the the Bible to young children, as well as writing Sunday school curriculum for her local church. Lori also serves as the administrator for the Christian Writers Institute and the producer for the Christian Publishing Show podcast. Wow. Welcome, Lori. I'm so glad to have you on the show today.
0: Thank you, Leanne. It is so fun to be here. I really appreciate it.
1: And I just want to start out and tell everybody, if you listen to her podcast, get her material, her newsletter, she always shares so much wonderful free stuff with people. She's such a giver. She has a servant's heart. And I'm so happy to to be able to interview her today so that y'all can figure out what she's all about and what she has to offer because she is a servant of the Lord. So let me start out with the first question, Lori. I love that you write devotional Bible stories for families. Can you please tell us about the process and what kind of stories do you write for what age group? Sure, I would love
0: to. So, I was thinking of a story the other day. I was talking with my six year old son, and he asked me, Mommy, who were the first people on earth? And I thought, Oh, well, don't you remember, sweetie? You know, we learned about the first people that God created back in the Garden of Eden, and I'm trying to turn this into a Bible lesson. And he says, Well, yeah, I mean, I know about Adam and Eve, but I'm talking about here on earth. And I realized that my son thought that the stories in the Bible must have taken place in this strange galaxy far, far away in the distant land called the Garden of Eden. And I had to explain to him that, no, these are real people that when we read about the stories in the Bible, that these are actual people who lived on this earth a very long time ago. And it was a real place with real people who had real feelings and sometimes did really bad things. But God chose to come into this world that he created to live among us and to rescue us. So my purpose for writing these Bible stories is to help children connect with the characters in the the story and to understand that the Bible is not just a fairy tale. Even if They have heard a story many times before as they've been growing up. I want them to hear it from a new, fresh perspective.
1: I love that.
0: I want my children to be able to enter into the culture of this story and to really imagine what it would have been like back in Bible times to be a shepherd girl in Bethlehem or to be one of Jesus' friends sitting at the foot of the cross or to be one of Noah's sons taking care of the animals on the ark. As far as the process for writing stories, I spend a lot of time reading the story from the Bible and taking notes. And if there are several different accounts of the same story, like in the Gospels, I try to piece together a timeline that makes sense according to all of the accounts of the stories. So they are fictional accounts, but I try to stay as close to the biblical events as possible. But they do include some characters and conversations that are not necessarily in the Bible but my goal is to be true to the biblical account of of the events that happened as well as the culture of the time and also helping kids to see like the personality of the characters and that they were that they were real
1: people I love that. The one you, you did for Christmas, I it, my mind is not remembering the title. The, yeah. The,
0: the Night the Angels Got Lost was my, it was a three-day Christmas devotional.
1: It was outstanding. I read it. I loved it. I'm encouraging parents if they're still able to access that or if you give it out again. Your stories are so great because they're engaging. You can, it's like having the Bible told in a different perspective a kind of a fairy tale type way but truth it's it's full of truth biblical truth i love how you write your devotionals and how you do your bible stories i think i'm just outstanding i really have to say that
0: thank you so much i appreciate that and my my prayer is that as kids read the stories or as parents read them to their children that they would feel like they were right there in the room that they could hear and smell everything that was happening and that they could imagine what the character was thinking and feeling right in that moment. But I just want to also say that my goal isn't just for kids to enjoy a good story. Ultimately, I want them to connect with God through these stories, through the Bible stories. I want them to see how God chooses to use normal, everyday, imperfect people throughout the pages of the Bible to accomplish his purposes. And I want my kids to know the grace of God in their own lives as well through the reading these stories. So I, I include for each story, I include like some questions. I always include the scripture passages from the Bible where the story, where the story came from. And so the questions are there to help parents be able to connect with their kids on a deeper level and ultimately to be able to connect their hearts to Christ.
1: And and again, that's why I love your stories. I love the way you write them because you you feel like you can hear and you can see and you can taste and you can feel what's happening in the story. The story comes alive. It's just not a Bible story you're reading to a child. Mm -hmm. So my second question, why do you think it's important for families to get together and read a devotional or one of your devotional stories?
0: I think that's a great question. The Bible is very clear that we as parents have a responsibility to teach the next generation about the Lord. I think that one of the saddest verses in the Bible is found in Judges chapter 2 verse 10 and it says after that generation died another generation grew up who did not acknowledge the Lord or remember the mighty things he had done for Israel and i just feel like that is so sad that an entire generation would grow up not knowing the Lord that their parents and their grandparents had worshiped so obviously this generation messed up you know they they did not take on that responsibility of teaching their children about the Lord. And I don't want that to be our generation. So in contrast, um, there's another verse in Psalm 78:4 that says, we will not hide these truths for, from our children. We will tell the next generation about the glorious deeds of the Lord, about his power and his mighty works. And that is my prayer for my family and for our generation, that we would raise up our children and tell them about the glorious deeds of the Lord, about his power, so that they wouldn't turn away from the Lord We have a job to do as parents, and I don't think that we can just rely on our pastor or our Sunday school teacher to make sure that our kids are instilled with biblical truth, but I feel like it is is a responsibility that we have as parents. But I also want to encourage those of you who are listening who might be feeling a little bit overwhelmed, this doesn't have to be an overwhelming burden in your life. You don't have to be a biblical scholar or have gone to Bible school or n- have memorized an entire book of the Bible in order to tell your kids about what God has done in your life. If you're not sure where to start a little bit later, Leanne, I um, have a free resource that I, can, that I can tell everyone about just to help them get started in, in having family devotions and things like that.
1: Yes, I agree. It has to be organically done. It has to be according to the Shema that says, when you rise up, when you walk along the path, when you lie down. Meaning during your day, you know, uh, make it a part of your day, an organic connection, not something forced or something you feel you have to do. You don't want it really to be like another lesson that they have to learn that they're going to school, even though you do want to teach them and you want them to learn, but you want it to, you want to do it in a way that's not so burdensome to you as a parent and, and make the child feel like it's a, a burden for them to learn either.
0: Yeah. And I feel like it becomes natural to us when we ourselves as parents are in the Word of God and when we are soaking up the Word of God and are filled with the Holy Spirit, then it's just a natural part of our lives that it would overflow into the lives of our children. And it doesn't have to be something contrived or something that we just have to check off the list, but it just comes naturally. Just seeing the joy in our lives and seeing our relationship with the Lord grow and that they are able to, to see it that way.
1: Yes, recently I shared some information and a few mothers said oh, they felt so bad, so guilty like they hadn't done what they should have done when their kids were little and and I said, "No, this is not what this is about. This is information we're sharing and if you haven't done it, it's never too late to start." And you know, I wish I knew what I knew now when I was raising my kids a long time ago. I didn't know a lot of this stuff. So don't feel burdened, don't feel pressured. Give yourself grace. Same type of grace that God gives you. He gives you grace. Do the best you can the, to the best of your ability with the methods that you're given. And that's all God expects you to do. And the Holy Spirit and God himself will transform your child. That's the most important thing. We don't really do it. We just bring them the information. We teach them. We educate them. We, we train them up in the way they should go. And we let the Lord take over. Mm-hmm. Question number three, could you please share some ways to teach young children about God's word? Do you have any specific methods that you use teaching your boys?
0: Yeah, I'm glad that you mentioned the the passage in in Deuteronomy that talks about repeating God's word and his commands to your children. I kind of like to divide my methods of teaching into two categories. So um, I call it on the road teaching and on the couch teaching. So the on the road teaching is exactly what you were just talking about, where we talk about God's word just as we're going. Deuteronomy 6, it says, talk about them when you're at home and when you're on the road, when you're going to bed and when you're getting up. So just the everyday things that we do in our life. This verse tells us that talking about God should just be a natural part of our our conversation. And it doesn't mean that you have to turn every problem into a life lesson or quote a Bible verse for every situation that you face with your kids because they will get sick of that really quick. But it might just look something like, commenting on, you know, God is just so kind to provide a job for daddy. Like we're really thankful for that. Or maybe you mention how creative God is for making so many different kinds of dogs. Look, we saw six different dogs when I walked today. Isn't God so creative? Or talking about how big God is as you watch a TV show about outer space or something like that. So then the on the couch teaching is I think what most people think about when we talk about family devotions or family Bible time. And this is when we would sit down and spend intentional time together with our kids, maybe reading a Bible story, reading something out of a story children's story Bible or a devotional book or reading straight from the Bible. There's so many great resources available for kids of all different ages. And like Leanne said, it doesn't have to be a dry catechism lesson where everyone is just bored to tears. You can make it fun and engaging for your kids. So I, I wanted to tell you guys about this resource that I have. I'll give you a couple pointers that I, that I have in the resource, but I just wanted to let you get it yourself so that you can have all of the content. So it's a free ebook and it's called How to Engage Your Kids in Family Devotions. And in this book, we discuss why it's important to spend time in God's word together as a family. And we talk about what it looks like to have family devotions. And then what do I do if I feel like I've already failed in this area? And then... A really practical part is how do I make family Bible time fun and interesting for my kids? So I've used my background as a public school elementary teacher, as well as my experience as a Bible teacher at my church to create a collection of eight practical tips that parents can use to help engage their kids in family devotions and Bible study. And these tips can be applied to any type of of devotional material. So whether you're reading a, a devotional book or a Bible story or a passage straight from the Bible, you can use these practical tips to make it a little more engaging for your kids. At the end of the book, I have also included a list of some of my favorite resources, my children's Bible stories and family devotionals for different for different groups of kids. So you can see some of those. So if you would like to get a hold of that free ebook, you can go to my website. It's lauriekristine.com/slash family devotions. And yeah, you can just click on the link there and download that that free resource.
1: Wonderful. And that's L-A-U-R-I-E, Christine. And we'll have a link in our show notes that they can go directly to your site and get that devotion. Well, thank you, Lori, for being on the show. I really appreciate you. You're an amazing woman, a godly woman, and I pray that God will continue to bless you in the work of your hands and give you time to rest during raising four boys. I know that's a lot.
0: Thank you so much, Leanne. It's been so much fun coming on the show. And I just wanted to, to talk to any of you moms who are raising boys out there. I am a mom of four boys. My youngest is five and my oldest is 10. And sometimes our home just feels really chaotic. And so my podcast is called Redeeming the Chaos. And if you are feeling overwhelmed by the responsibility of raising strong, courageous boys, this podcast is for you. I would love for you to join me on this wild, wonderful, chaotic adventure of raising courageous boys and connecting their hearts to Christ.
1: Wonderful. Thank you, Lori. And for our listeners, let's all work together to raise our children to have a strong faith in Jesus.